Welcome to Shepherd the Sheep podcast. This is Pastors Jason Vaughn and Gino Galermo, and we are here today to talk about hospitality, uh, more specifically, hosting other people from your church. Today, welcome back to Shepherd the Sheep. This is Pastor Jason Vaughn and Pastor Gino. Welcome all back in the studio, which, uh, <laughs> by the way, is my my front room. <laughs> it yeah. serves multi. Um, it's yes. a multi facility, or what is it called? A multi purpose facility. It's like a multi purpose room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, gaming, gaming eating. puzzles, eating. Yes, everything. Yeah. And uh, we're in these fancy chairs that make farting noises when you uh, move them back. So, yeah, it's it kind of me. fun. Yeah, one <laughs> meme. Uh, but somebody said something to me, and they were like, did somebody? And I was like, nope, it's those chairs. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good with the mute button. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wouldn't hear something like that, hopefully. Yep, not on yeah, purpose. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a different podcast. It is for a different podcast. Well, it is uh, it is a good day, and uh, today we're going to talk about uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this a life 101 thing. Is that fair? I like it. Yeah, it's not really. I don't know how theological it is. I don't know how earth shattering it will be. Uh, but I but I also presume for some this will be you'll get five minutes into the podcast you'll turn it off uh, rather than ten minutes in and turn it off. And for others, uh, you might be interested in this whole podcast because uh, maybe we grow up differently. Like I grew up having people over to my house. Mm-hmm. You yeah. did too? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's always like, uh, you know, it's part of life and culture, really. Uh, come over. My dad was always cooking something and right. I knew he always cooked too much. So it's always like, come on over and we'll hang out and there'll be food. It's a little bit different now because, I mean, you know. We're the ones cooking. Right, <laughs> so. right. Yeah, I mean, if you're a foodie or a chef, you, you kind of have to have people over because, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but but I guess, you know, the, the, the thing that, that always amazes me or, you know, in my thinking, you always have to stop and realize not everybody grew up the same way you did. Right. Yeah, so there are, there are right, everybody has a different background, uh, even some of our parents raised us differently. Some of us had unbeliever parents where you didn't invite people over. You know, the home was a refuge and nobody else was allowed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had friends that I would go over to their house and I would get over there and they had this immaculate, beautiful living room with this like surround sound and beautiful TV. And their parents would go like hang out in their bedroom. Mm. And I was over enough times where you're even like, hey, uh, like, do we scare them into the bedroom? Like, oh, no, they always hang out in the bedroom. Mm. It's like, that's just, you know, that's weird yeah. for us because we don't hang out in our bedroom. Or like, uh, it's funny because my perspective is I walk into a kitchen yes. <laughs> and I see, I see like the best of everything in the kitchen, but yes. they don't know how to use it. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy, uh, I mean, that's an awesome pan. Did you know what you can do with that? It's like, oh, I've never cooked in it before. What? You yeah. just hang it? You know? Yeah. I remember, like, I still remember when you told me I couldn't do uh, soft eggs on a cast iron. Oh. <laughs> and that sent me on a trek. Yeah. And my trek, I was able, I'm now able to cook soft eggs on a, on a cast iron. Yeah. It's all you about proved, knowing. Yeah. You proved many wrong. Well, you got to know, you got to know your equipment. Yes. Yeah. And you, you, you know, you have to know how to use a cast iron pan. By the way, I don't think we told people what we're talking about. They're, they're probably like, what are they? Well, I thought that? I said in the intro, we're talking about hospitality. Oh, we, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 So okay. we're talking about, yeah. Okay. Well, if you got this far and wondered, what are they talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Hospitality. All right. Hospitality. So uh, I'm going to make the farty noise as I scroll up my chair. So anyway. Um, Your excuse. Yeah, thank you. Excuse me all. Uh, but yeah, so hospitality today. Going to talk about it a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a. Um, uh, it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, maybe the Bible assumes that you're doing it. 
Right. Um, Jesus seems to enjoy people's, I mean, in, in, in the narratives of the Gospels, it's he's always around people, and it seems like he's in people's living rooms or kitchens all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just part of the way he did ministry. So Yes. I would like to, so we are going to have a special guest on mm-hmm. uh, and talk to her about her perspective on hosting people. All right. And so, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about hospitality. Yep. Okay. So what I, what I want to clarify is that in the Bible, right, one of the elders' qualifications is to be hospitable. And then in Hebrews 13, too, it says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. And the million-dollar question is, what is hospitality? Mm-hmm. You know, and so is this the idea that uh, your elder is qualified if he understands how to host people? Hmm. And I would say no. That's actually not this qualification. That's not what biblical hospitality is. Yeah, it's not you know knowing which fork goes on the outside, which fork goes closest to the blade, which direction the knife goes. You know, knowing the six different cups that you put around the plate. And where they go and what they're all for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's something different. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I think it's an extension of kindness. Yes. Um, And that's, you know, I know you're getting to the definition here, but I kind of uh, file it under kindness, friendship, um, Mm -hmm. uh, which is all important aspects of just doing ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, No, you're right. Uh, It's... So my understanding of hospitality is that it is actually the ability to be kind to other people and almost like make them feel at home around you. Yeah. You know, even uh, obviously you you don't, you can't control what other people do, but we've all known people that are really cold shouldered to, to strangers. Uh, I mean, I've known people that I'm embarrassed to sit at the table with them when they're ordering the way they treat the server and the wait staff. Mm -hmm. And then there are other people that the waiter comes up and by the time you leave for your meal, you feel like you know them because the people at the table were so welcoming to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think that understanding of serving, serving others. And that's why uh, Hebrews 13, two is a little bit redundant there. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. And then he then he caveats at it and further explains it. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. And that's the idea that back in Genesis, right, that there was some kind of entertaining of God's holy angels or angelic messengers. And he didn't know it, but because in his natural disposition, there was a hospitality for them. You know, he he when they left, he could feel honored by the way he treated them. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is the, the exact opposite of how... Um, Sodom and Gomorrah treated those angels. Yes. They wanted to take advantage of them. Yes. Even hurt them. Yes. Yeah. So So even examples would be the Good Samaritan. The Good mm-hmm. Samaritan is hospitable to the stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? So it comes along and helps this guy who doesn't know and provides for him and takes care of him and really, really is hospitable in that way. And then um, in Matthew 25... Uh, there's interesting too, because I think Jesus gives them another view of hospitality. Matthew 25, okay. Uh, 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Mm. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. And so Mm. really, Jesus says the way you serve strangers mm-hmm. is the way you would view Jesus Christ. This is the context. This is the immediate context of church or like, no, it's how, Matthew how you... 24 and 25, right? When he's okay. talking about be prepared for the return of the King and make sure you be found faithful. Okay. And here's at the judgment, right? 
And so standing before the king in this kind of like judgment mentality or this, this judgment scenario, right? There, there is, you're going to have to give an account for the way you treat strangers and hospitality is a fruit of the spirit to where you see people as human beings made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if you're able to help them, you help them. Yeah, so and you this serve is them like it was, so within your circle at least of of or who God puts before you. Yeah, and yeah, so that could be right. You're driving down the road and you see an accident, and you stop and you help out. Mm -hmm. That's an act of hospitality. Okay, uh, it could be right, like the Good Samaritan, where somebody's injured and you help them and you help get them to the hospital. It could be that. Mm -hmm. It could simply be, you know, that you see your you see your neighbors out doing something you know, hauling something and you go over and help them haul. I mean, it could be, it could be a litany of things, but I think the point is that that hospitality is a service for your neighbor mm. or a service for other human beings. Yeah. And it's easy to be hospitable to your friends. Yes. Uh, it's harder to be hospitable to people you don't know, mm -hmm. you know, and in our culture there, there's this like, Oh, I can be a jerk to, to people I disagree with politically I can be a jerk to people who are steeped into this sinful mentality. I can be a jerk to people who are um, transsexual because they're they're not you know because of what they are and who they are. Mm. But hospitality would say no. You still have this obligation to love them and to serve them because they're human beings made in the image of God. Right. Yeah. And so loving and serving people doesn't mean you condone everything they do. Right, it just means at some level you have a heart to serve them. So that's the distinction there, and I think um, maybe what some people think you may do when you treat them with kindness is that you're condoning their behavior, which is not true. No, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. yeah, so it's like so standing for truth doesn't necessarily mean you have to treat people who disagree with you. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and wrongly or you know. well, and that's the thing too, right? If you saw a couple who got in a car accident. And you pulled over to help them out, and when they were when they were leaving, and you found out they were Buddhist, were you like you didn't have any way of knowing that before you pulled over, mm -hmm. right? So we wouldn't say to them, "Oh, you were condoning their Buddhism," right? Yeah, I think I think you know. Oh, sorry, bumped the mic, you know. But yeah, the point is right. Be hospitable even to strangers because you don't know who you're going to end up taking care of. Right. And the interesting part about the Matthew 25, 34 verse is that there, Jesus is saying, listen, the way you treat other human beings, it is the same way you would have treated me had I been there. Yes. Which is pretty like, I think if you're, if you're like me, right, you can always think of like, ooh, Lord, uh, that one day, you know, we all have that one day where we were not good and somebody else was the object of our not good. Mm. Yeah. And so... The beauty is that God's gracious, but learn from it, begin to adopt the mentality of human beings are are valuable to God because they're made in his image and I need to show them value. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to get sucked into the treat them as an enemy, uh, which means, you know, kill them with yes. your words, with your actions. Yeah. And that's not at all what Christ wants us to do as, as, as people of God. Right. Yeah, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, yeah, I just, it's too easy to get sucked into the idea of, well, how did they treat me? And the point is be hospitable. And even in the old Testament, God reminds Israel, listen, if a stranger or an alien comes among you, help them. And then he ties it into, because I helped you out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. So, the funny, the, the thing about scripture, right, is that God always roots that love for other people back into his love for us, which, you know, for a believer, if I understand the gospel and I understand what Jesus Christ did for me, then I have no reason not to go reduplicate that for other people. Yeah. 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 It's that picture of like, you know, we, a beggar showing other beggars where the bread is. Yeah. That's what we need to think of ourselves as, you know, we are, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing, but we were beggars. Yes. It's so all we're doing is, you know, we're not, we're not to be self-righteous, but rather we're, we're, 
were the needy showing the other needy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really a good that's a really good picture. So to be hospitable isn't necessarily to invite people into your home, and yet inviting people into your home should be hospitable. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it would probably not be good, you know, to invite people into your home and then make them walk on eggshells because of all of your rules, right? And so we'll get into that. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, is there anything else on hospitality? Um, as far as definition-wise or? Yeah, so what we're saying is hospitality is not necessarily hosting, but you should be hospitable in your hosting. So when I read the Bible and I read hospitality, I don't want to read having people over for tea and crumpets. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I want to read loving and serving other people. Yes, so yeah. you're zooming out and you're taking the um, uh, the the big kind of the um, attitude of hospitality and you're applying it to every human being no matter where you are. Yes. Okay. Yep. Now I'm going to zoom back in and say, okay, so hosting people, which is... Uh, you know, how does that, how does that fit into, to our philosophy of ministry in Cornerstone? How would, you know, how would you encourage someone in Cornerstone or why would you encourage someone in Cornerstone to host people? Yeah. The way I see it is um, hosting people is really a way, a vehicle to build friendships. And for us, friendships are important because that is the, that again, that again, that is the, um, um, the the mo- the medium by which we are able to minister and encourage and love people. Uh, it's hard to do that when you're not friends with people, and we see that all the time. But we take it for granted uh, when we, you know when we're saying friendships. Like when you have someone over and you you saw them around the church and you had them over and they leave, you know that person so much more than when you just kind of acquaintances at church on Sunday. Right. There's something that happens when they come over to where you now you have a relationship that has been built over, you know, two hours of just talking over a meal. Right. Something happens there that right. God uses. No, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, it's hard because, you know, you, for the theology minded, you're like, well, you want to pinpoint that, but there's just something about breaking bread with people. Yeah. 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 Just, you're just learning them. Yeah. So you're taking all the, you're, that's, that's it, like, right. When you're counseling, right. We always say that did gathering data is such an important part of that. Yeah. Like how are you going to help someone if you don't know anything about them? That's true. You're going to make a ton of assumptions that are not probably not true. Right. Or they point point to the wrong root of the issue. Right. And you're not really solving the problem. So like, yeah, the way I see it is, um, um, that, that, uh, you know, when, when we're ministering to people, building friendships, all of that is part of knowing people and building that relationship so that you could encourage them better and love them better. Yeah. Yeah, friendships are very important to the church. I think we talked about this at the last podcast, didn't we? About being being engaged with people yeah. and and really summarizing it like, look, learn to be friends with people in your church. Yes. Yeah, and so one of the ways to solve that is to have people over for dinner. Yes. Yeah, or breakfast or brunch or whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. Or coffee. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, I've seriously. had people over for coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a couple of weeks ago I even said, look, if you kind of disagreed with this elder's decision. I'll make the coffee, you make the arguments. Yeah. Because there is something about even being face-to-face with people that helps you grow together. Mm-hmm. You know, Now, the unity in the church has to be around the mission of the church as well. But it is easier to be unified with people that you're friends with and know because you have, an intimate, you have enough intimate relationship with them to where you understand them well enough so that you can walk with them. Yes. Yeah, and that, that's where, you know, having people over... You know, it doesn't always have to be formal. I know some guys come over here, you know, every Monday or Friday and we gather around outside and, and we, you know, we usually drink some coffee and some Perrier because it's me and uh, we hang out together for a couple hours and, and after about an hour and a half, two hours, we go and everybody goes. And so in those situations, the hosting is easy because everybody kind of brings their own stuff, hangs out together and then leaves. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, is just a simple couple guys getting together. Yeah. But then there's the other part of hosting, right, where you're going you're gonna to have a whole other family come over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and again, I think you and I probably grew up just thinking that's life. 
So what do you say to somebody that's never done that or has never really thought about doing that? Um, I think that, you know, number one, you should start thinking about it because it is one of the ways that um, it's one, it's, it's an easy way, maybe not an easy way, but like uh, it is a great way to get to know people. Uh, just that, that life on life inside a home, there's something about that, that God uses when, you know, just breaking bread. I mean, even if it's not breaking bread, like just coming over for a cup of coffee um, and hanging out uh, the way you do. I, 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 one of the other elders, we, how we work out, or well, we used to work out <laughs> before <Right. laughs> when we did work out, uh, you know, we worked out early in the morning and th- those were, those were great times. We just, you know, it was a time of fellowship and, and, um, uh, and, and working out, you know, so things like that. But yeah, if you're, if you're talking about having someone over for dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever, um, that's just a great opportunity to, I mean, I look at it as an opportunity to just give them rest and give yeah. them, you know, um, just something to rest not only their bellies with, but they're just come and relax and unwind and, you know, let's just enjoy time together. Yeah. No, I, it's awesome. It's, um, you know, it is because it can be more relaxing. Like you said, the, the only thing that sometimes is weird, right, is when you go over to somebody's house and you don't know them, you're just trying to navigate their expectations a little bit as well. Yeah. So we definitely want, to talk about um, how to how to help put people at ease, mm-hmm. and then we also want to talk about what kind of expectations maybe you should have for yourself. Yeah, I think it's again, it's always um, um, better for us to think about what expectations should I have for myself, not for other people. Yep. Yeah. So it would be wrong of me to like if you invited me over for dinner, it'd be wrong of me to go over and say, "Hey, Gino, like." Why aren't you? Why didn't you cook me ribeye? Although ribeye would be good, right? But on the flip side, I can you know I can prep my family and my kids for how to act when we go over to your house, right? Yeah. So uh, now the beauty is that we actually now have somebody on the line who knows something about hosting people, and so we we didn't want this to just be from a male perspective. Yeah. So we wanted to bring in uh, a woman who is a part of the Cornerstone staff. And uh, I think her husband is going to be jealous that she was on the podcast before he was. <laughs> and so, uh, Amber, you are here with us and you are now live. And so say hello. Hello. Hey, Amber, what's up? Yay. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So this is yeah. great. We are. This is on the fly, by the way. Yeah, this is. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like. We, this is how we roll. This is how we roll. We we <laughs> want it to be discussion oriented, like we're sitting around having coffee together. Which, by the way, I finished my coffee. Gino's halfway done with his. Uh, Amber's probably not drinking coffee because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's public. Knowledge. I've had a little caffeine today. Needed a little bit. You can oh, have that's a good. That's you good. Like, you should. Yeah. yeah. Tell that doctor you didn't know what he's talking about. By the way, I do want to say this real quick. I had a nutter butter and an Oreo at the same time. I watched him do this, by the way. Yes, and I just want to let you know that I have it. It is confirmed that 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 will be in the kingdom of heaven oh. around the banquet table. Wow. We will eat that combination. Well, you should offer it to your guests as a sign of hospitality. I think I did offer you one. You did. You said it was in the closet, and I don't want to just. Oh come on. <laughs> So this is good though, this because is, this is Jason's, uh, yeah. If you're at my house, yeah. I always tell people who come over, by the way, help yourself to whatever you want in my house. If you see it and you want it, help yourself. Right. So if I look over and somebody's cutting a piece of cake for themselves, I'm like, amen. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> so I thought you knew my rule. No, it's, uh, I'll, I'll serve you. I, I got <laughs> you back. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Amber, we, we are again are talking about, uh, hosting people. And we've we've made the distinction that hospitality is not necessarily hosting people because hospitality is a is a love for human beings to serve them. And so, um, when you read hospitality in the scripture, it's not necessarily hosting people. But here we are now talking about hosting people and the importance of hosting people, and maybe some of the common hiccups in hosting people. Okay. Yeah, and so. Uh, Amber, just to get us started, what? How would you encourage somebody who's maybe who maybe didn't grow up or has maybe never seen how to host 
somebody, what would you, what would you say to them to encourage them to think about inviting people over to their house? Yeah. Um, I would say, especially because that's something that at least my husband Gabe really wanted to do when we first came to Cornerstone and I am not as good with strangers, but something that I would say is just, it doesn't matter, you know, what you have to offer or what your house looks like, if it's completely put together or not, or if it's been a crazy day, um, people are just going to be happy that you are taking time to want to serve them. So just an invite goes a long way with people and they're just going to enjoy spending time with you, whether it's, you know, steak dinner or whether it's box macaroni and cheese. Good point. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. That's better than any of the notes I have for what I wanted <laughs> very, to say. Very well said. Yes. No wonder why we had Amber first. Yes, yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> see? Uh, yeah, Gabe, Gabe is not going to be able to live up to this bar. I already know. Uh, so what do you say, uh, you know, we always joke that, that there's always, that for each couple, right, you always have, uh, we always joke that there's some people that when they host – no, you know, their, their idea is that nobody can know you live there. Mm. You know, um, what, what do you, what do you like? Is that, is that necessarily a wrong how perspective? That, how do you have? ease that tension? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I would say in a sense, being just faithful with what you have, right. Um, at least for myself, I, I'll clean up when guests come over as much as I can, but at the same time, having a little baby and two dogs, there's bound to be a mess somewhere. Um, so just doing what you can with what you have and people aren't expecting perfect because when people come over, they're leaving an imperfect house as well. So they're not expecting you to be uh, a good housekeeping home. Yeah. I like that. I always, I, you know, Kyla and I have different perspectives. And so Kyla is the, uh, I want nobody to know I live here and, and I respect that. <laughs> right. And so, so what I like I almost want to say on this podcast, you know, if your spouse is like this, I have learned to respect that from her, you know? And so at some level, this is a preference issue. Uh, I'm a little more in the Amber camp on this one that when people come over, I always think when they leave, they don't think about, was there a stack of books in the corner or was there six different stacks of books around the, the common room in different locations you know, uh, which is a re- right. reality in my house. Um, they think about the fellowship and the time they had together. But then Kyle explains to me, well, you know, uh, for me, I want that clean house and that presentation. And that is a part of my active love for them. Mm. And so I've come to respect both. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I agree I mean, with that, absolutely. Yeah, because you don't, well, Amber, I think, put it right. Like, you do the best you can. Yes. I mean, I mean, there's only so much. I mean, you, I, I guess you could like be cleaning the grout on your tile, which, <laughs> yeah, no. but like then you'd never have anyone over because you'd never be done, you right. know. Well, and and I also get too that you know, so for somebody like so, so for somebody who maybe is um, has really high standards for clean, right? There's detailed people, not detailed people, and so for the non-detailed people, they don't necessarily see the dirt in the crevice in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Whereas the detailed person's like, oh, the bathroom's not clean. And you walk in and look at the toilet and you're like, that's oh, fine. I would use that toilet, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think, I think the other side of that is if you're going to have people over it, you at least want your bathroom clean enough that people feel like they can use it safely. <laughs> right. So there's got to be some kind of level of cleanliness. Safe there, right? standards. Yes. Yeah. Not OSHA necessarily, but uh, <laughs> yeah. somewhat safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No biohazard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. No. I guess keeping people safe is a good kind of standard. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, there's some kind of standards are are. I mean, but like, I think of like, you know, I've heard um, pastors visiting third world countries, and I mean, they they don't know the the standard of that food that was being served, but they ate it. (laughs) So, uh, but they were thankful because the the heart that went into everything they they gave. I mean is, is, uh, beautiful and encouraging and loving. So, um, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you put that standard on someone else in some other country, it's like all of a sudden you, you realize, okay, that those are really 
not really biblical standards. Um, biblical standards, uh, you know, is, um, hey, lo- love the person and do the best you can, I think. So. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, so, okay, what, what are some, you know, Amber, maybe you and Gino are actually both really good at this, and so you host the women's uh, every other Tuesday, and Gino's really good at hosting, and uh, you're really good at throwing birthday parties, too. <laughs> Um, very good yes which uh yeah it's so funny like but it's cool here too because we have different cultures represented you know Mm -hmm. like when you go to like oklahoma you go to a birthday party or when you go to an event in oklahoma everybody brings something Mm. but not necessarily when you go to a filipino event no no yeah you don't you almost like you almost if you bring something it's almost like this sheepishly weird like wow i way under delivered (laughs) well yeah well yes and no i mean it it depends because if if you're family and you were sometimes a family member is assigned to bring something that they're like they have a specialty on you know what i mean yes because if you were to cook if one family was to cook all the filipino food it takes like all day a day and a half or something because you know those egg rolls someone's got to roll them (laughs) You know what yes. I mean? So, um, yeah, so, you know, you take what, like, at least for Jesse and I, um, we um, we kind of uh, import some of that. And we also learn from other cultures, too, on how to do things. Right. So it, it's just a blend of kind of, every, like, different cultures in our house. So Right. Well, and I think, too, it does bring up a, a point, right, that when somebody offers you to come over, it is probably the culturally acceptable thing to do is to at least offer to bring something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Amber. Yeah. I would say that. And then always, at least what I love to do is just offer if I can help clean up. Cause usually the end of the night is the craziest once everyone leaves to just offering to help alleviate some of that for them. Yeah. That's really good. Yep. Yeah. So, um, okay. So when you're hosting, Amber, what are, what are, so you, you know, you've kind of talked about clean and do the best you can do, but what, what maybe when it comes to food, you know, I think that let's break that down a little bit more, right? Because typically for me, when, when we host, you kind of think about food and then you kind of think about maybe even entertainment. Mm. Um, right. Yeah. Is there any other grid of any other grid that you maybe think through on hosting? Any, any component there I missed? No, I'd say those are the main ones. And then, um, if anything, like the planning. So who you're inviting over, um, considering like what is their life like? Are weekends better? Are days better? Are evenings better? So basically removing obstacles. That way, whoever you are inviting is able to come and enjoy that time with you. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And yeah. Think about if they have kids or not, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, I think it's even in the, in today's day and age, you almost have to ask, are there any food allergies? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do you say to somebody um, who, let's say you're talking to a couple and by the way, this, I think this is this, this question is actually more common than we probably are aware of. What do you say to a couple where one person wants to host, but the other person's kind of introverted and shy? What, what advice would you give? Amber Gino, we'll let Amber take it first. Then Gino, what advice do you give somebody like, let's say my wife is shy, but I want to have you over, but my wife's like really not necessarily good at breaking the ice with people. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm very extroverted, but when it comes to meeting new people, I'm not very good at continuing on long conversations, whereas my husband is really good at that. And um, so I would say, you know, just encouragement is, letting that person lead, right? So you want to host? All right, great. Let's host. What can I do? Who are we hosting? And then as the evening comes in, kind of just know you have someone to lean on. That's really great at that conversation. And then Lord willing, eventually the conversation is just going to naturally start flowing as the evening continues and people are getting more comfortable. Right. Um. Hmm. So the question is, how do you break the ice with a shy, with a shyer part, uh, yeah. partner? Um, 
I don't know. I think my wife. Well, in, in our scenario, like Jesse's just really is really good at that. Actually, she yeah. Just, neither one of your introverts. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'd probably be the more introverted one, believe it or not, between us two. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but usually, like, if um, for us, it's it's just uh, you know a lot of our like for me, I, I like um, my my goal is just to just to hang out and yeah. have a good time. Um, and whether or not there's entertainment, it doesn't really matter. Like that. Right. Yeah. There's, well, I think that's even right. If you, um, so there are two things that I would answer my own question with one, I would say invite not just one couple, but two. Right. So there is something nice about having six to eight people over adults. You kind of have a crowd there and, uh, sometimes it's easier to kind of hide mm-hmm. and then come out as the night progresses. The other thing is there are some good games that you can play that are break the ice kind of games. Right. Yeah. And so if you play like code names is a game where, you know, uh, it's kind of quiet and, but it allows everybody to kind of talk and to think, but then the game of things is this silly game where everybody writes down answers. And I've seen so many people come out of their shell when playing the game of things that it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, now it's fun from a pastoral perspective because, you know, it'll be like things you shouldn't say to your boss. And it's like round one and people are giving these like, you know, answers because they're like, oh, the pastor's at the table. I can't say <laughs> what I want to say. But by the end of the night, they realize you're a normal human being too. And it's fun and everybody's laughing and having a good time. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, next time you're at my house, we're going to actually, instead of things, we'll, we'll break up the karaoke machine Ooh. and make everyone start singing. So it- Ooh, karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, have Tiny I, Dancer? I won't, I won't do that to you. You have Tiny Dancer, Elton John? Uh, probably, yeah, we can get any song. All right, we'll yeah. do Elton John. <laughs> Tiny, yeah, if you haven't heard me sing Tiny Dancer, you just not you haven't, you haven't heard me sing. You haven't lived yet. <laughs> yeah, I, pro- I promise. Now. Yes, I promise it'll drive you out of the house. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how we get the, the night to end earlier. Yeah, yeah. break up the karaoke machine. <laughs> so that's interesting. So, you know, it's funny knowing Gabe and you that that, that's true. I feel like I could put Gabe next to a wall and he would carry on a conversation <laughs> the whole time, which is really helpful. Yeah. But I think that's a, I think that's even, even in your answering, but there's something good there, right? Like kind of recognize who in your house, you know, uh, it's okay to have one person talk a little more than the other, you know, what's not okay is to be the me monster. Hmm. You guys see now if you're listening to this podcast, I can't play it because we would be breaking like all sorts of like copyright infringements. But go to YouTube and listen to the Brian Regan Me Monster. And the whole point of his skit was, you know, sometimes you're at a dinner party and there's somebody that just talks about himself the whole time and one ups everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have this like social fantasy that I were one of twelve people to walk on the moon. Because no matter what story you want up somebody else at the table, you can't wind up walking on the moon. This is true. Yeah. And so, you know, he's, he just, it's, it's a good skip, but it is a, it is a good reminder that, you know, don't be the me monster. Yeah. Don't be the me monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how do you adopt it? What, what kind of serving attitude do you adopt then in that social setting? Are you asking me or Amber? Both. Both. All right. We'll let the guests go first. Yes. Well, she went first last time. Oh, okay. Primer up, you answer, and then she'll she'll come along. <clears throat> All first. right. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so the question is, like, how do you serve people, right? Yeah. So, and I think that could even be in conversation too, right? Like, what are some things you would encourage somebody who's maybe not even good at communicating and breaking the ice? Yeah. Um, so for for I mean, I just I, I've heard you say this too, but like, you know, people are interesting. Yes. So you just have to, you know, ask them, you know, just asking questions about them, asking questions about their life and, and, um, um, you know, getting to know them is like really just asking questions and getting to know who they are as a, as a person is, is what I like to do because I'm just naturally curious, you know, where they work, what they do, um, hobbies and just, just things like that. And, um, you know, um, that tends to help me, um, understand them better and just know where they come from. And it just brings a lot of good conversation, I think. Yeah. Ho- hopefully that was, no, kind of that, what was really, that was well, I mean, I don't think there's a right answer, right? I mean, it's, you know, we're kind of at some level, how do you have a conversation with somebody? But I think also recognizing biblical commands of I'm to serve other people. 
So when you're hosting people, uh, right, you're trying to go a little above and beyond um, just having them over, right? There's that reality of I need to, I need to serve. Right. So. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with you, Gino. Um, and even kind of to piggyback on the previous question, right? Like of someone who maybe is more shy or not as ought to host, you know, never allowing that be an excuse or a reason why you don't want to host people or get to know people, right? Just allow that as an opportunity to kind of continue to grow in that area. Um, and then if you are that person in the case of serving somebody, maybe it takes a little bit more preparation on your end. Maybe it's having a list of questions. That way, if you are stuck in that situation where it's you and one person and you don't know what to say, you have some questions in the back of your head of kind of like Gino said, you know, where do you work? What do you do? If you're married, how did you and your husband meet? Um, things like that. Ooh, love stories. Yeah. Those love are stories are always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of our go-tos with married couples when we first meet them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good idea. Um, right. Kyla's love story is a tragedy, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, it's, it's just fun. Uh, I think it's helpful what you're saying there too. It's really good. Like it, it may feel awkward at first, but it is one of those things that as you do it, it does grow. It does grow, you know, see my dog's even so excited. Uh, and it does get easier as you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just going to always be awkward moments, but that's okay. Yeah. It actually yeah. really is okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. I think yeah. just knowing that that's going to be okay is, is, and, and like life will go on and, you know, in the end, um, you know, Maybe maybe you have a goal in your mind when you're when you're serving them, and make it a simple goal like, "Hey, my goal is to give them rest and just relaxation at my home and make them feel welcome." Right. If you can do that, and they can walk out, and you know, it's not like you're trying to have the best conversation in the world ever, or like trying to entertain them so that they walk out like, "Oh yeah, that's the best thing ever." Right. It's like just give them you know some respite, and and right. uh, that's good for the soul. So if I invited you yeah. guys over for dinner. Would you would you expect me to have the fine china, or would you? What would you expect in terms of like my serving decisions? Ooh, fine china, absolutely, man. The yeah, best, best I'm thinking <laughs> fine china, like yeah. the wedding, the wedding china that you never use. Oh, I don't even have that. <laughs> I don't either. Me either. Uh, so, I think we we're, we're, we're definitely a different generation. I don't yeah, think we, we. I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think I've seen. Well, there might be somebody. You're, you're right. Maybe yeah. someone inherited some fine china, but yeah. we don't have any. So I think that's interesting to note too, right? Neither one of you expect me to break out the fine china. Yeah. Which I think is helpful too, right? Because again, I I really, in my experience of of talking to other people who do host, uh, my my observation is that often the host sometimes projects their expectations onto other people. Mm. But the reality is if you make the people the center of the fellowship, it doesn't matter if you ordered Little Caesar's Pizza, mm -hmm. which is, by the way, I'm not a huge fan. Mm -hmm. I, I respect other people who like it. I just personally would rather order like a good pizza. But right, if you just if you just have like buffet style in your kitchen with paper plates, paper forks, right, and most people are not going to be offended by that. Right. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's the next question is or I don't know if this is a question in your mind, Jason, but how do you be a good guest? Right. That's that's what I'm kind of getting mm -hmm. at, right? Like trying to trying to one point out that often most of the time the hosts have more expectation than the guests. Right. Well, and so trying to like really kind of shatter those expectations so that when we do host, we're more relaxed about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um yeah, um, you know, just uh, being a good guest is really just lowering the bar for your expectation of the host, really, and just yes. even even going there and just w be willing to serve the host even yeah. is a great, you know, and you do great at that, Jason. I think that's something that, like, could be said about you and Kyla. Just you guys are great hosts and great guests, so. Well, mm -hmm. and, I, and so the other, the other side of that is, you know, um, Amber, I'm, I'm sure you guys do this as well, where we look around our house and we say, okay, we have two toddlers coming over to our house. And so there's an assessment of who's coming over. Well, if you know two toddlers are coming over to your house, mm 
at minimum, what should you kind of look around your living room and the room where you're going to be hosting people and do? Yeah, you should probably think about how you can serve those toddlers. Right. And so you really need to make your home toddler safe at that point as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do. Right. I mean, Amber, if you came over to my house and right. And you and Gabe brought, brought Elena and you're, you know, number two is born and you bring them over and and they're both crawling around. And I have this $5,000 mink vase out on my floor in the living room. You're going to be pretty nervous about your kids around that vase. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I think just as your host, right, there is that kind of like at minimum look around your house and if there's something you don't want broken or destroyed, put it up. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put the expectation on the guest. Like, yeah, Yeah. they'll take care of everything. Yeah. Uh, And you know, accidents are going to happen. Yes. So Mm -hmm. you need to assume that they're going to happen. So put away that vase. Yeah. I tell. And if they do happen and if, you know, it's not put away, just know accidents happen and being gracious, you know, in that moment. Right. Yeah. No, I've, I've never had anybody come over and intentionally break something of mine. Mm hmm. Yeah, my guess is you guys haven't either. Right. Nope. Nope. nope okay. Nope. nope. Yeah. So, you know, and just thinking about that, right? And that that is one thing that I do think often sometimes happens, right? Is that if you don't want to serve, if you don't want your fine china broke, then don't use it. Don't serve it. Yeah. If you don't want your vase you know, your, your family heirloom in the main room that you're hosting to be broken, then don't, then go hide it somewhere. Right. And so I even tell my boys, Hey, if there's a Lego set, you don't want destroyed. You need to go put it up in your shelf somewhere high where nobody can get to it. Yeah. And I think that's right. And so as, as much as maybe, uh, the family doesn't like that because you know, my boys are like, Oh, I got to go out of my way for that. You're also teaching them, you know, hey, that one, it's okay if your guests use things, but two, if there's something that priceless to you, maybe go put it up. Yep. Which to me doesn't make sense because Legos can be put back together. So, hmm. but yeah. yeah, those are all just really good practical things that, um, you, you know, sometimes you don't think about, but like it, it makes hosting, um, it makes hosting and, and uh, the expectations of being a guest just, you know, um, more. Uh, it just makes it better. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and I'm trying to, for Kyla, like realizing that there's more, maybe there's more expectations that she puts on her shoulders than I do. For me, it's like I walk into the room and I'm like, eh, I see chairs people can sit in and uh, <laughs> we got plates and we got food. And, you know, sometimes something happens where even where even the party grows. And so we go from six to eight and it's like, well, we only have six steaks. So now we're we're improvising and we're ordering three pizzas instead. So now we've got pizza for eight. Uh, so for me that, you know, I look around and go, man, we met the minimum. But for Kyla, you know, being aware of her expectations is very helpful to me as well. And so the one thing, you know, that I would even encourage is know your spouse's expectations and try to serve them. Right. So Amber, are there things that Gabe does for you to kind of help make it less stressful when you have people over? Oh yeah, definitely. I know, you know, I feel like maybe it's a common thing between men and women where women, when it comes to things like that, have that higher expectation. Um, but one thing for me is I love to have an empty sink before people come over because I know it's going to fill up. And so he'll help with the dishes or, um, in our case, he gets ready in our downstairs guest bathroom, uh, for work. He wakes up so early and doesn't want to wake me in. So his stuff is in the bathroom, but before we have guests, he'll kind of clean it up so that when they come in, no biohazards are there or anything. Right. <laughs> so like just um, kind of helping me with the small things. Yeah. So that's pretty helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think being aware of that, being aware of your spouse's needs. Yeah. Are there are there things from a maybe Amber from a from a woman's perspective that we haven't talked about that you would want to kind of chime in and add to this because. I do think it, I think, right. Um, we are all called to, we are all believers called to serve and to love one another, but there is, there is a difference between men and women and that's okay. Uh, 
you know, it's okay for men to think like men at some level and it's okay for women to think like women. And so I realized Gino and I are driving the podcast as men. Mm -hmm. So Amber, are there things kind of from a womanly perspective that maybe men should know and be okay with? I'm kind of touching on, you know, knowing your spouse and like you said, helping them out in that sense. Um, but then also, uh, at least for us, uh, something in the beginning, you know, coming to Cornerstone wanting to get to know everybody, we would host a lot. We just wanted to get to know everybody. And so, you know, working full time and three or four nights a week, getting different families, couples over, um, eventually we kind of had to have that conversation of, hey, can we host people but do it in a way where it's serving us and them? So knowing um, kind of boundaries in that sense. Um, and then I would say even just for women in general, um, say you're hosting without your husband. If you're single and you don't have a husband, knowing that you can still serve other people, whether it's at your home or maybe it's going to a park because it's um, a single mom who has kids and you know that going to her might be easier, but still being able to serve her in that way, bringing food, um, something like that. So even thinking of hosting and serving in that way. Oh, that's a really good point. I, I would, you know, I do wonder um, when we host, you know, if you host a couple, are we sometimes maybe worried about hosting, um, uh, a single person at the same time. Hmm. Me worried, like, uh, well, not worried, but maybe worried is the wrong word, but maybe do we not think about hosting a single person? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like including a single yeah, person. Including, yeah. 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 I think that's just in a, that's something that we've been thinking about a lot lately too. I mean, um, right. Because, you know, part of, because we don't have, I mean, this is a different topic at this point, but we right. don't, it's not like we have like a singles ministry or something. Right. And we do want them to grow mature. Right. Um, and um, yeah, just serve them and preparing them for a future relationship possibly. So yeah. Um, but yeah, thinking about them, very important in my mind. So. No, that was a, that was a great point. Yeah. I, I think I, I even like what you said there. The even Amber, like just, it doesn't always have to be over to your house. It is way to be hospitable with a host mentality and be the one to just invite, Hey, do you want to go have lunch? You know, or do you want to yep. go like guys are like, let's go to the golf course and swing the clubs. Yeah. Not my guy, but right. <laughs> well, I would love it if, uh, you know, I didn't have to go to Hobby Lobby sometimes. Oh, uh oh, uh oh! Don't get yourself in trouble there. Yeah, man. I'll get my yeah. Well, me and Kyla can do that then, and then you and Gabe can do what you and Gabe do. <laughs> that'll probably be coffee, and uh, yeah, so that'll probably include coffee. No, that's helpful. Okay, so I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, this conversation has maybe sparked some thinking on your part about hosting people. You know, just to kind of summarize what I've heard. The goal is to, you know, one, you don't have to, you don't have to blow it out of proportion, right? Have some, some good expectations for yourself of, Hey, we're going to serve. It doesn't require fancy meals. Uh, I think as you heard from the three of us, none of us are looking for fancy meals. Um, you know, and also this isn't a play to invite us over for dinner, but right. It's just that, Hey, you don't have to, you don't have to set this don't set a bar so high that you, nobody that you can't achieve it yourself. Mm, you know, if it's really good. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if all you can do is grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup, then Hey, you know what? It just sounds really good too at the same time, but yeah. Have yeah. you never had grilled it's cheese? My favorite meal. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm just saying that that's not a, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it sounds, it sounds like a um, simple meal, but um, it's actually a great meal. It is a great meal. Yeah. 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 So if you do serve that, I oh, mean, yeah. um, I'd be happy to be there. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so don't, don't be afraid to ask somebody to bring something. If, you know, especially if they offer, don't be afraid to say yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, at the same token, it's okay. You know, it's okay. If somebody says, we don't need you to bring anything, that's okay too. Yep. You know, I've, I've certainly appreciated 
Uh, I appreciate either answer. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't bother me. I'll go get something. I'll make something. I'll bring something. Or if you just say no, don't bring anything. Just yourselves. Okay, we'll be there too. Yep. Um, so don't so don't set the bar so high in your own head, right? Like, yeah, there needs to be probably some level of cleanliness. And like Amber said, there's even a logic in right in having your sink empty because you're going to fill it up. Um, go with the mentality of serving. Uh, there's a couple board games that I would suggest. Things is excellent because it's very open-ended questions. You know, people can be very precisely truthful, but they can also be funny answers. You know, my answers are always like, I always I always lose at that game because everybody always knows my answers because they're these out-to-lunch <laughs> answers. But I, I, to me, it's just, I, I'm here to have fun. So, uh, but also, if you're a good listener and you invest in, you know, and want, I would say the goal is to get to know them. Yeah. Yeah. And so ask questions, where have you been? Where are you from? You know, tell us a love story or tell us, you know, um, if you're single, maybe don't, don't bring it (laughs) Right. But, but what do you do for a living? What, what jobs do you have? And really just seek to have fun and set some kind of expectation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you, one thing you can do is again, have two or three other couples over. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't be a, don't let, if you live in an apartment, don't let that scare you away from having people over. Yeah. We, you, probably all of us have gotten to somebody's house who lives in an apartment. It's fine. Yeah. No shame. Yeah. Yeah. And have fun. And then I would, go ahead. I would say even just kind of like to close out too, I know I always enjoy when I've left someone who's hosted, you know, them just either the next day or that same night, just sending a quick text out to them, letting you know that you enjoyed that time. Um, and that you'd like to do it again, you know, continuing to build that relationship, um, not just a one-time thing. Right. No, that's helpful. I like it. I was, so I'm going to Illinois and I was reminded by Kyla. Kyla goes, oh, I'll send you with a candle. And I was like, I don't, why would I take a candle with me to Illinois? But that's, that. see, that's, that's why we have you on here, Amber, because she was <laughs> like, well, somebody's hosting. You need to give them something as a gift. And I'm like, oh, I've never really done that before. <laughs> so if you've hosted me, I'm so sorry because I didn't even think that about buying candy. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. these are things guys don't think about. Yeah. 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 I, I think, just, yeah. Right. In, in the end, I think just love the person. You know, I, I mean, yeah. yeah the, set the expectation higher for yourself, like like we always say, um, even if you're the guest, right? Yeah. And, um, and have a great time. Yeah. Just enjoy the person. We... Prep your family. It's funny. We uh, tell this real story, this story real quick. But one day we were going to somebody's house, and I said, "Okay, kids, we're we're going to this family's house." And I do think it's it's wise to prep your kids for what your expectations are for for while you're hosting or when you're going over to their house. And so I said, "Okay, Zach." Like I said, "Okay, kids, like we're going to be guests in their house." So what does that mean? And Zach goes, "Guests go first. <laughs> And it was like, well, that's the rule when we are in, when we're hosting guests. But it was funny because, you know, he's like seven-year-old Zach at that point. And it's like, I mean, I can't really argue with that. But on the flip side, what if we get there and we discover that in the host family that the hosts go first and guests go second, (laughs) right? Then we're in trouble. So it's like, okay, Zach, well, just go when we tell you. You know, so it's just funny. Prep your kids, prep your family. Yeah. Yep. Thank your wife. Thank your spouse. I, I prep my kids by feeding them a little bit just so they don't eat all the food. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's an yeah. army. That's a really good it's idea. It's an army. Yeah. No. Great. Well, thank you, Amber. Yep. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Good yeah. stuff. Appreciate well, you. We might have to impromptu have you again because uh, I think depending on topics that come up, but uh, so – yeah. yeah, you're the bona fide woman um, uh, advisor, yes. advice giver. Um, what is it called? The whisperer. You're the you're the woman whisperer. Yes. yes. Woman whisperer. Yeah, you can tell us <laughs> what and, they're thinking. Yeah, we totally want you to brag to Gabe and to boast. This is the one time it's okay to boast. <laughs> yeah. All right, my pastor said it, so. No, yeah, exactly. Just, you know, uh, you know, it's weird you haven't been on the podcast yet. Just, <laughs> you know, give him a hard time. All right, great. Well. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And uh Thanks. Yeah, if you have questions, feel free to email, call us, text us, and uh, otherwise, we until the next time.
Thank you.